What does exercising reason, like what does reason look like without subsuming particulars into universals, right? If it's just like, and that, that's what, that for me is where the, I think if you're going to do the work of figuring out what reason that is not captured by this totalitarian enlightenment or whatever it looks like, it lies there. Like what, what is the relationship between concepts, our concepts of the world and the particularities of the world? Like what is a different alternative relationship such that it doesn't reproduce that domination that is of course indexed to the fungibility of particulars for the sake of commodity exchange and all that. Yeah. So I think like, I have, I don't think you can answer this question like abstractly. And like, I think the reason it's hard to answer is like, I think they might just be wrong about something fundamentally, at least in my opinion. And I'm going to try to like get to that. But I I think the reason it's so difficult to be like, what would a non-totalitarian form of rationality even be? Is I, I think that like, the way that they think about reason is kind of distinct. It's like a, it's a reflection of their, how they are understanding what is going on. And like, they think, at least I, I think that they think that there's like a relatively straight line run running from, from like the production of industry and the form that it takes and the form of reason that is germane to that activity and like the rest of human rationality. So like Mm -hmm. for them, there is a split between instrumental reason and other things. And they think that like, the reason it's so bleak is they think instrumental reason, which is presumably the goings on in the economy, the, the cycle of exchange, this has become something that dominates us and that we do not actually wield as a capacity. And therefore, like the reason it's reason seems like such a a bleak thing is because they already have decided that there's a particular kind of rationality that's germane to capitalism that is different from other things. And like, I don't know, I think maybe, you know, so yeah, that's they social epistemology. Right. So like, you know, when they say that. That the, that the culture industry has molded men as a type unfailingly reproduced in every product. All the agents of this process, from the producer to the women's clubs, I love the part about the women's clubs, take good <laughs> care that the simple reproduction of the mental state is not nuanced or extended in any way. So people, you know, this is like a classic critique of both like first alienation, so pe- and, and yeah. so people are under the control of the things that they create and rationality takes this like non agential form an abstract form and then there's this like ongoing process of economic growth and this so this expands this out of controlness expands in an unprecedented way so what's at stake are like the critical capacities of the masses that are like being subsumed by a mode of production that rationalizes its destruction, it creates as efficient and progressive. So like the end of this, <laughs> the form of human rationality that emerges from this process is only geared towards instrumental ends, not human ones. So it becomes like a machine. And so the apex was the war machine of fascism and in its concentration camps lies the inversion of the French Revolution. Like that's the argument. And like, I just, I think it's worth questioning like, I just don't think that this bifurcation between instrumental and like practical reason exists. And mm. I'd be interested to know what you think about that. Cause like the whole argument hinges on this capacity for reason to become something other than the agents that like 
participate mm -hmm. in it. So that's why we it's don't hard. Deploy reason, reason right. works through us. It's you know, it's other reason. Yep. Yeah. That's where the pessimism. So is to there. me, that's why it's it's so difficult to think of an alternative because if that's true, then like, what do ag human agents have to do with it, and what can they do about it? And that's like, and so, and I I've always wondered like, if you just didn't make that split, would it change your question about? what to do about this. Yeah, I really like that actually because they, they kind of lay out philosophical a set of philosophical problems and a set of cultural problems that can't be resolved philosophically or culturally, no, right? right? Like totally. they, they're not going to be resolved within the within philosophical discourse or within just like creating more authentic, less homogenized culture or something. Um, but that's for me where the, the other shoe drops in a certain way and the pessimism starts to get me down because I, because I don't see, you know, I've met, I, I've met certain like kind of like, you know, Frankfurt school folks who, no matter everything you say, they say, well, it's social conditions. Like that's why, <laughs> like, you know, and say like, well, like what about this? Like social movement? Well, it's a product of social conditions. Right. And then it's like, okay. But, well, uh, I know, but I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, yes, that one yeah, yeah. would it be responding yeah, I, to. But I know. Yeah, okay. So is the only thing. By the way, this is what Sartre was doing in the Critique of Dialectical Reason, respect. <laughs> but is the only yeah. thing that changes social conditions just more other social conditions that are totally deprived of any kind of practical agency? Or like, I don't know. I don't. I, I, there's to me the pessimism comes from the theory of history that that sometimes doesn't seem to make room for the interventions of subjects, right? So I yeah. agree, but I also okay. So I'm I'm surprising myself. I'm going to come to. Adorno and Horkheimer's defense. Good Here Lord. we go. What is happening? But, <laughs> by the way, the, the, it's very it's very funny that I'm playing this role right now, but we don't have to get into why. But let's go. But like, at the same time, though, like at, this is this is a sort of basic Marxian sort of idea, isn't it? Right, like the accumulation of capital increasingly in, in an increasing rate is an increase in accumulation of abstract social power. That dominates us as if from without in the form of, you know, dead labor's, you know, weight over the, the living. And, and in fact, like this is a consequence of the specific form of reason or rationality, as you said, Lillian, that is germane to or kind of embedded within this form of social organization and in increasing division of labor you know, uh, instrumentalization for the sake of increasing efficiency. And the, the, the point I guess I want to make in defense of them is like, sorry, it bums you out uh, if you don't like the <laughs> pessimism, but like... Well, hold on, hold on. You're doing my boy Mark's dirty here. Like, Mark said, Mark didn't just say like, but not under conditions of, your ch of their choosing. He said, men make history. Sure. Right? But, no, but not under the conditions of their choosing. And so he tried to establish a dialectical relationship between like a revolutionary proletariat, uh, a political historical subject capable of effectuating change, but not in conditions that are just well, you know, yeah, totally course. subject to their voluntary power or something, you know? No, and like the point isn't also to establish a voluntarism, right? Like I, I, I don't see that as being either compatible yeah. with Marx or what Adorno oh, sure. or Horkheimer would want us to do in the face of this increasing alienation. I think they are trying to name the direness of, of this abstract social domination as something that is yeah. increasingly severe in in the modern world and i think that they're not wholly wrong about that i mean they're not wrong they're not wrong about that <laughs> i think they're <laughs> not wrong about which is a bummer hey thanks so much for listening this was just a small sample of the full episode to listen to it 
and to access other premium content we're putting out, please subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash left of philosophy. Thanks. See you next time.